Hey everybody, you're listening to Dear Airy the Podcast. This is episode 11, and if this is your first time listening, this is an anonymous submission-based show, and you can submit at any time at dearairy.com slash dear-airy. So I took a four-week hiatus. I was gone for a while, but this week I'm super excited because I have my friend here with me, and I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, my name is Arsema. Hi, Arsema. <laughs> Hi, Arsema. Okay, so we're going to do things a little differently this week. I want to ask Arsema about her wonderful summer. So please tell us where you went. Yeah, summer. so I studied abroad in uh, Costa Rica for two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had like a two-week gap um, where I traveled with my cousin um, around Costa Rica and went to Cuba for eight days. Oh, so that wow. was pretty exciting. Yeah. Okay, cool. What inspired you to study abroad? Um, so I've always, I'm not, I wasn't born here. Right. So I've always had an interest of um, seeing other places because I remember how I felt when I first came to America and how different it was. And um, I, I'm constantly listening to music um, and then watching shows or movies that are um, from other countries. And so I've always seen it from behind a screen or heard it, but I never really experienced it. So I've always just... Um, I've always just had like that desire right. um, to go and learn about other cultures, um, but I'm also an international relations major, so um, my major requires me to study abroad, mm-hmm. so that's why <clears throat> I specifically studied abroad this summer. Um, but there was a an opportunity for me to fulfill that requirement um, with my department, so um, I decided to go to that one, but it was only three weeks, and I felt like I wasn't really going to get that that cultural experience that I wanted and learn the language because I'm studying Spanish um, like I wanted. So I decided to do another program, Mm -hmm. um, which I found out about. I think I just was on the Texas State website and I work on campus. So um, I'm always on there. Um, And it was cheaper and like twice as long as that first one. So I was like, why not? Um, But I did it on faith. I didn't I didn't know that I was going to be able to afford it. At that point, I couldn't have afforded it. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, we'll see where this goes. Right. And so I I did it. And I ended up getting the entire trip <laughs> covered. Wow. Um, and some refunds. Okay. <laughs> what you do with that refund? No. No. Went to Cuba with the girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. See, that's how it's spending. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, um yeah, when I, when I found out that I was going to have the two-week gap, I was like, why spend, like, $500 on a ticket to come back to the U.S. just right. to be right back in Costa Rica when I could go somewhere that's around Costa Rica? And for, like, less than $300, I was able to get a round-trip ticket to Cuba, and I was able to do it with my cousin and, yeah. um, you know, um, experience a whole different culture. I mean, even though I was in Costa Rica, not all Spanish-speaking countries have the same culture, right. same same tradition so it was it was amazing to see that okay so during this experience Mm -hmm. what what changed like I know usually when you study abroad and you're out of your comfort zone for an extended period of time you kind of have this breakthrough Mm -hmm. and you realize a lot of different things about yourself about your upbringing can you think of one of those moments where you know you, you knew that this trip had changed... or Well, first of all, did the trip change your life? Did yes, you feel as though? Okay. for sure. For okay, sure. so what what do you feel about this trip changed your, your life? 
for me i mean there were multiple things like there were perspectives that changed um uh, the, the way i view the world is a little different now for sure um but the biggest takeaway for me was um i left cuba more confident than i was when i left america to go to costa rica um the the way um the standards of what's beautiful, the standards of what is considered strong, the, the, the standards of virtually everything are different there. Um, yes, they're into American, you know, styles and things like that. I mean, to some guy wearing like Timberlands or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was just like, how did you, I can't even afford that, right. you know? But um, they're very stylish and things like that, so they're very expressive and they're they're very confident. The way that I was approached, and um, I got <laughs> I got crazy compliments. Like I got compliments on my eyebrows from a guy. Mm-hmm. Like it was crazy. I was yeah. just like, what? Um, and the way that people talk to you and 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 engage with you, I honestly. My cousin, oh my god, my cousin and I just constantly talk, talked about how um, Cuban men made us feel more confident mm-hmm. because the standard of beauty here and the standard of beauty there is different, like I said. And so um, when we were talking to some of the people that approached us um, and the way um, the way they interacted with us, I just felt like, why don't I get this in the U.S.? Right. You know, And you know how I am. So yeah. I was just like you know, loosening up, feeling more relaxed, um, and having fun, and I was just like, what? Like, so explain (laughs) this to me, wait a minute, (laughs) how was their approach other, so were they very confident, were they very observant, Mm -hmm. respectful, Mm -hmm. is it all of that, that American men aren't, like, everything, how would you explain it? So, okay, okay, so... They're considered, um, a lot of Latin American countries are considered a, um, is it machismo society or machista, something like that. So they're basically, um, it's men driven mm-hmm. basically, um, and, uh, Caribbean men and Latin, Latino men I've noticed are very confident in, in approaching a girl. They don't, you know, at least in college, I've noticed with guys, there's this game that's played of, um, you know, the the way they approach you is very, um, you know, very hesitant. It's not as confident. It's not as, I want this and I'm going to get it type right. of attitude. Um, and it was, there was a lot of, you know, catcalling and things like that. But with the guys that approached us and actually got my attention, of course, um, they they it wasn't because of cat calls or anything like that like i literally my cousin and i were just walking down old havana and just like looking around being very touristy mm-hmm. um and this guy approached us and he was like hey are y'all lost um you know can i help y'all with something or whatever and you know we get that a lot from a lot of people and a lot of people get get money for helping you and so mm-hmm. we were just automatically being tourists we're already like blocking him off right? right but he was persistent and um he just started asking us about where we're from and he just it literally it, it transitioned into this very casual conversation and i'm just like what and so we wanted to do all these touristy things and go to um this place where like daiquiris and um mimosas were invented apparently mm-hmm. that's in cuba i didn't know that but um, we we wanted to go to that touristy spot, and they were like, no, I mean, we know a better spot that's cheaper and has a better view and everything. I'm very hesitant. I'm like, I yeah, don't know you. I'm surprised. Yeah, I was you. like, I don't know you, you know. 
Um, and they were respectful in saying, hey, if this is where y'all y'all want to go, we will go with y'all. But I promise you, like, this is, I'm, I'm a local, you know what right. I mean? I can show you around and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm over here like, mm, okay, you know. Yeah. We decided to follow them. They took us, bro. There was this hotel that had this um, rooftop and they had a bar there. The view from there was amazing. And I mean, like, you, their architecture is very gorgeous. Yeah. So for us to see it from that view, I was just like, my breath, yes, yeah. my breath was like taken away. I was like, wow, I played myself by not getting here sooner. Right. And so um, five minutes into talking, he's just like, let's go. <laughs> let's go talk um alone and I was just like why can't my cousin and I and your friend right and you like just sit here and talk and he's just like I can't really hear you um I'm happy <laughs> he's like I can't really hear you and and that lady's just really staring at us and I feel uncomfortable and I'm just like what I don't want this guy to feel uncomfortable so okay and he takes us to this part that had even better view and there's oh. a bench right there I'm over here like Wow, okay, so what I've learned is that I think Cuban um, men have, like, a class when they're young that's, like, on how to be smooth oh <laughs> and how to gosh. be a freaking, like, oh, my God, player because everyone was so smooth, girl. Like, I was just, like, confused. Oh, my gosh. Um, and also, uh, I learned that five minutes into talking to you, they will, like, attempt to kiss you or something. Oh, yeah, it was that's crazy. That was That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not... <laughs> That the respectful part was it was like it, it could be and then it couldn't you right. know what I mean but with literally almost every guy that approached us and we started like actually entertaining and talking to it was like a few minutes into it or ten minutes however long they just kind of go for it and yeah. you're just like was that like me? a way of them saying hello or how, <laughs> you know like it's so you're funny it's like oh like what like conversation. no yeah and you know next thing you know like you're talking about i don't know how beautiful the view is you turn around and someone's like already so close to kissing you and you're like whoa 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 what's yeah. happening um but yeah it was just interesting but i learned that that's how that's how um it is in a lot of latin american countries because mm-hmm. when i went back to costa rica um the people who were transitioning us said the same thing um and in Cuba, they have this, <laughs> they have this idea of like boyfriend or girlfriend for a night. Like they're very, to be honest with you, they're the the girls are very confident, the guys are very confident. They're very sexually liberated. They're very um, open. They're all about just fun times. And I've I and fun times and relaxing and living life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing that I've noticed is very different from America is that. And especially in Costa Rica, they have this saying that's called Pura Vida, which is like, it has so many meanings, but um, it all circles back to like just living a simple life, living free. Um, It's just a very relaxed way of living. And their jobs are not their top priorities, their families. and their Exactly. That's how it should be. That's how it should be. But we've noticed in America, that's really not like everyone's just like on a move to get um, a promotion or to, to, to be in the top places. Um, And over there, they're just like, I just want to, you know, get a beer, go to the beach and just chill, you know? And it's very different. So that kind of ties into like how we were saying people use their loans for luxurious lifestyles. Mm -hmm. Were they wrapped in social media, like American culture is like, were they obsessed over, you know, taking pictures of something or you know putting on a facade online um no i've noticed this was the same in both latin um in costa rica and in cuba 
Um, they take pictures, not of scenery, but of each other and the people that they meet mm -hmm. because to them it's a memory. And so um, with some with the people that I've met in uh, in in Cuba, um, we took pictures and when I left, like they had my WhatsApp or whatever so that we can talk to each other while we were there, but when I left, they would send me that and then I'm like so happy because I'm yeah. like remembering everything that we did or what happened that day when we took the picture. And so they do it as a memory um, uh, keeper in a yeah. way. Um, and not to post around and I mean Cuba doesn't have they got Wi-Fi like three years ago right um and they have to buy cards like <laughs> I was they have to load it yeah yeah they have to no you have to buy a new card every time oh, you run okay. out it's like for an hour or something and then you have to buy another card if you want one more hour and things like that so um it's kind of limited access to to Wi-Fi and internet um and so while I was there I was just chilling I wasn't worried about social media and if you've noticed on my um, Instagram, I've only posted, I think, one um, one time about Cuba. Mm -hmm. um, and every time I've tried to post, I'm just like, uh, it's kind of just my personal thing, yeah, if that makes sense. That's it's just awesome, something though. that I want to have, yeah. you know? Um, not to say that I won't ever post any, but I got, I have so many pictures. Right. But I only posted, like, one, one time. And every time I've tried to post, like I said, I just... I just keep thinking like this is this is something special for me. Right. It's my experience. Right. And, and it's no need to share it on the internet because yeah. you know what it means to you. And yeah. Some people might might not even grasp the value exactly. of the photo. So it's like exactly. why even share this? Exactly. Yeah. And so it's just I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But um, what I will say though is that a lot of people think it's hard to go to Cuba because of the embargo and everything. Yeah. Um, even though now that it's lifted. People are still not going. Like, you see so many Europeans over there, mm -hmm. but, um, like, few Americans, right. you know? And um, it's it's not as hard as people think. It's really not. And I think people should definitely visit Cuba because it's such a beautiful place. Absolutely beautiful. So much history. Um, and, and it will also change perspectives of people who um, have a certain idea of Cuba mm -hmm. um, because... Cuba is is not as poor or as um, I don't know I guess bad as people might think you know um, there were people from like South Africa Asia just all over the world studying in in, in uh, Cuban medical schools mm -hmm. isn't that crazy yeah yeah I mean we know that they're known for their doctors but it was just interesting for me um, to see that. I guess my next question was, would you go again? And I already know your answer based <laughs> off of the uh, excitement. What do you think? <laughs> the excitement. I would absolutely go again. Um, I have friends there now. That's I have awesome. friends in Costa Rica. I have friends in Cuba there uh, now. So I would definitely go there because um, now I have something to look forward to. You know right. what I mean? Um, and I have, I guess, people that would be waiting there for me. And one thing I will say is, Meet locals when you travel, people. Right, right. <laughs> they will show you the best places. Excuse me. They will show you where you can get the best um, deals, best views. Right. Um, but also, uh, you will have friends all over the world if you're traveling constantly. You'll have a friend in every part of the world. And that, to me, is so special. Mm -hmm. um, and while I was there, I met people... Not only did I meet people who were Cubans and Costa Ricans, but I met I made a friend from Spain while I was in Costa Rica. Um, I made um, I met this girl from Argentina who's a part of this 
um, like salsa dancing um, group that they were traveling and performing and Mm -hmm. she was a singer of that group and she was just like let's just take a picture together and it's just interesting how you can just be in line at the airport and still make friends and you just have to be open um, and you can have literally friends from all over the world because you a global citizen when you travel (laughs) so I have so many questions after that (laughs) so I guess the first one I'll ask you is you're studying Spanish was Mm -hmm. language a barrier as you traveled these these countries and you were meeting these new people how were those conversations was it like you know we have certain phrases (laughs) that they might not understand or they might have certain phrases so how was communicating with them um yeah so I knew minimal Spanish when I went um so it was hard with people um who didn't speak any Spanish but it's good because it forces you to speak Mm -hmm. it and we um we would laugh at my broken Spanish, mm-hmm. um, but they still will understand you because there's just some things that are universal. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are being expressive with your hands, with your face, and I was I was a whole clown <laughs> trying yeah. to um, communicate with these people. But what happened as I as the time went is that over the two months, um, as I was forced to speak. Spanish, I picked up the words, right? Because mm-hmm. once I didn't know how to say something and um, they figured it out, they would tell me I would repeat it. So I was just open. But um, in, in, by the time that we went to Cuba, I was basically the translator for my cousin. Oh, awesome. Or, you know, we were, um, um, she, she was such a, uh, the bargaining type. And so I was like trying to bargain in my freaking broken Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just kind of made me more confident after a while because I realized I'm over here talking to a guy and we're talking in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Wow. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so it was just, it was just insane. Like, um, I had to pull out my Google Translate constantly. And <laughs> yeah. so we would literally, if they didn't know English, and I didn't know Spanish. We would both have our phones out, and it'd be like, yeah. let me show you my phone. Right. Now read that. Okay, now show me what you wrote. It was it was comical, but um, it taught me how to speak Spanish better. So, okay, cool. Yeah. And then my second question was, um, you said to befriend the locals and don't be so hesitant. How, like, What would your advice be to someone who's traveling how to kind of be a quick judge of character on what locals to trust and what locals to be weary of like mm-hmm. how did you make those decisions as to who you would trust enough to you know take you on a journey or right. take you to a new destination like right was it just something in you that was like this this is okay or were there certain signs yeah um so for me a, a big thing that helped me out with um, being open to making friends with locals was I did research before I went to the country so that I I knew I knew some of the norms I knew if there were what kind of scams to look out for Mm -hmm. so if a person approached me with that I already know not to trust them right Mm -hmm. Um, so like in Cuba and it actually I read it and it actually happened Mm -hmm. um, they they have so many different types of scams, but they um, random people will come up to you and they will say, did you know that today is the festival of uh, the cigars? Mm-hmm. Um, I can get you cigars. So you can't not be smoking cigars today, da 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 and, then, um, and they'll tell you like it's better if you buy it from here, da 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 But you're thinking it's, it's the festival, um, and you have to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And like you'll follow them, and it'll just be a bunch of people smoking cigars, and they're just like... 
you know, well, I brought you here. Like, you have to, you know, pay me or you have to buy something. Mm -hmm. And then you're caught up and you're like, you don't know what to do. So you give them money so you can get out of that situation. Um, And a guy actually approached me saying that. And I was just like, I already know not to trust you. You know what I mean? Or other other things like that too but also knowing knowing the cues um of um how do i say this costa ricans are like insanely nice Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're super super nice so if i didn't know that or if i didn't have any idea of that i would be freaked out like i'd be thinking like you wanted something from me or if it it was a way for you to scam me or you know Mm -hmm. uh, or rob me or something if you're like trying to give me directions and without any any uh benefit to you right you know um and in cuba if they take you, if you are walking down the street, people will approach you and they'll say, are you looking for a restaurant? I know a good restaurant. My friend here, here, here. And then like you're pressured and like you're like, uh, and then you just follow them. They get a cut for you coming to that restaurant. It might not be a good restaurant and the food can be like disgusting mm-hmm. and you have, you're just stuck there. You know what I mean? Um, so you have to know of those things. So we knew to automatically anyone who approached us with the cigar thing anyone who approached us with um with uh the restaurant suggestion we just knew automatically to close that off but when someone just starts having a conversation with you mm-hmm. and like that random guy did when we were in Havana mm-hmm. then you and and you're you're gauging them right like you're having a conversation they're willing to go where you want to go so you know that um you know that if they're pressuring you to go to this one place you Something, have a bad idea yeah, exactly yeah. but if they're like we just want to hang out with you and they're willing to follow you wherever you kind of start to have to be more trusting I felt more confident just because I had someone else with me mm-hmm. and um I was literally, I would honestly say that I didn't trust anybody, even as I was doing some of the things that I did or following them, you mm-hmm. know? Um, it's just kind of like taking risks. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's one other thing that I took away is you just take risks, um, but make sure that you're with people that you know and you trust when you're taking those risks. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say it's an inner feeling and and have those conversations so that you can really gauge them it should it shouldn't be a hi hello my name is and then you're like following <laughs> right them wherever, right you know what i mean definitely engage in conversations so you can see where their head is at and what they're trying to say and if you can't understand them you shouldn't be following them because you don't know what they're saying they could say later like i told her where i was you know what i mean yeah. taking her yeah um you got to keep yourself safe so only do that when you're traveling with with someone else yeah okay so earlier you said that you weren't born in america and you have traveled to these countries as well Mm -hmm. so where were you born first of all i was born in eritrea it's in east africa okay (laughs) and so since you have lived in east africa you've lived in eritrea Mm -hmm. you've um, traveled to cuba you've been in costa rica recently Mm -hmm. when you came back to america what was your perception of American culture? Like, after you've had the ability to, um, or the opportunity to compare um, where you were raised, um, different places that you've traveled, and now you're back here. Right. How do you, like, how would you explain American culture if you could to someone? I mean, I, I feel great to be back here because 
there's just certain luxuries that were afforded and privileges that were afforded in in the U.S. that um, that I missed and that um, that I value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something as simple as a hot shower um, is you don't know how valuable that is until you're like taking freezing cold showers. Mm-hmm. Um, but things like that. But when it comes to um, just the culture and the society, I felt like. I was back in a rush again. I felt like I came back and I just wanted to take some time to spend with my family um, that I haven't seen in like two months. And my sister was going away in college and I was just trying to do that. But even when I came back, my family was like, okay, now we got to do this. Now we got to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this errand to run. And I was just like, whoa, like, let's just take, you know, five minutes to to, to sit down and relax and just hang out as a family. Um, Not not that it's, it's... they were doing the same thing that I grew up doing, yeah. you know. Um, you know, my parents were, were in Ethiopia while I was in, in Costa Rica. So when we came back and I had to move, they're like, well, life goes on. Like, you gotta, you got to do this. we got to move you. So we got to do this, da, da 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 And it felt so rushed. Whereas in Costa Rica, man, they take their time. <laughs> and you know how I am with time. So I was like, <laughs> enjoy I'm, it. I'm great. <laughs> you were like, this is great. For me, they have like what they call Tico time, which is kind of like what we consider CP time here. And I was just like, I was chilling. (laughs) And so I just felt so rushed. And then also I felt like... Just like a quick disclaimer, I rush Arsima all the time. Everybody rushes me all the time. So this is why this is so funny. I look, I'm the type of person to take my time. And so um, America's not great for me when it comes to that. But um, also, like, I felt like people were rude when I came back because, oh my God. I got so used to people being nice. And before, if I was to text you, for example, and say, um, hey, um, are we still recording the podcast today? I would say, hey, Ariel, good morning. I hope you had a great night's sleep. <laughs> no, seriously. That's how it is. Like, when you yeah. when you are messaging someone, like, over there, you know, I had people tell me, like, Arsema, hi. Like, I come in there and I'm like, hey, are we still doing that? And they're like, hi, Arsema, good morning. <laughs> right. How are you? Did right. you have a great night's sleep? Okay, that's good to know. Right. All right, what are you doing today? That's good. Oh, so what we were going to do today. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what? I'm just like, no, like, that's wasting time. Like, let's just get straight to it. Right. And so while I was there, I learned, no, like, you have to you have to address the person as the person. You have to see how they're doing. You have to um, to interact with each other normally before you get to what you want and what you need. Because right. that's just... That's just rude. Though. I mean, now that you explain it, that sounds rude. Like, right? just coming in and demanding an answer once exactly. again. Or, you know, wanting someone to respond to you instead of saying, hey, how are you? Exactly. You know, are you okay? Is yeah. everything good? Yeah, because your interaction with that person is more than whatever y'all are doing that day. Right. Or, um, whatever you need from them, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, you just acknowledge them before you get into anything else. And um, when I came here, and <laughs> this is so funny, when my roommates would have, like, guests coming they would um they would knock on our door and I would go to answer it and they just step in they wouldn't they wouldn't like greet me they wouldn't say that who they're looking for I'm like I don't know you I don't right. know why you're trying to come into this house because right. I I you know we're just moved in together right and then they would just come in and I'm just like what is going on I'm looking at them like crazy I'm like who are you it's because I got used to how how people greet each other and how how people value each other as 
people mm-hmm. before it gets to anything else. And it's such a, it's such a, um, a collectivistic culture that mm-hmm. everyone's just always caring about the other, and everyone's always just wanting to do things as a community. And 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 when I came here, it's like each man to each or a person, each person mm-hmm. to its um to, to its own, yeah. yeah, to themselves, and you know. I just that that's still something I'm still getting used to actually mm-hmm. and I don't want to get used to it I shouldn't get used to it you right. know I definitely don't think you should I think right. that with every conversation you have with people you kind of set your demands mm-hmm. and you have conversations mm-hmm. and you <laughs> communicate with them bless you how you. you feel you know what will make you comfortable and what what will make you happy so. exactly and and it's not a bad thing to yeah, to it's not. It's something I'm happy to bring back with me. Right. That's you good. know because yeah. it's 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 respect. It's mm-hmm. a respectful way of treating someone. It's a respectful way of greeting and. And you don't know how you'll change someone's day or exactly. their view or their experience. Like right. going into a McDonald's and saying, mm-hmm. "How are you?" Right. You know that they have a script, but you actually saying, "Oh, but how are you?" Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. You know, has everything been okay? Right. That could really just uplift someone's spirits For tremendously. Sure. Yeah, and 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 kind of just having these conversations to see. I'm glad you asked me this question. By the way, it's such an important question because it's good to know. Like, it's good to know how how different American culture is from the rest of the world, but Mm -hmm. also, you know, we think we're everything, you know? We say, if you were, if I was to say, where are you from or where do you live, what would you say? Well, what do you mean? No, no, if I, if, let's say, say, okay. No, no, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, okay, okay, let me, you're right, let me rephrase my question. You, instead of me, you were the one in Costa Rica or right. in Cuba. And they right. asked you, where are you from? What would you say? I would say America. Right. But not the United States but of America. But you see what I... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I didn't think that was a big deal at all. I would say yeah. from America, too. Or, you know, we had to do... I had to North America. Exactly. Have... Exactly. You could say North yeah. America. But when you just say America, they're like... Then well, where which one? Yeah. No. They're like, then where are we from? Right. <laughs> you know? What... It's so dismissive oh, yeah. of the the other Latin American countries, which are you know Central and South America. Right. When you say I'm from America and you're in Central America, and they're asking you where you're from, you know, right. and so they're like, "What do you mean you're from America? What what country?" And you're just like, you know, don't act like you don't know right. what I'm talking about. But they're like, "No, we're from America too. So tell me where you're from." Right. So I had to get used to saying the United States. I had to get used to saying. Um, North America. So at some point, I just said Texas because they knew Texas, and so I could avoid that entire right. thing. But right. I took an intercultural intercultural communication class. We were constantly talking about you know comparing American, <laughs> the United States culture right. to the rest of the world and things like that. So whenever I said America, they're like, My, "We don't do that. That's not right. our culture." And right. I'm just so like, they broke okay. you out of that. Quickly. They did. Yeah. I mean, I still, good. I'm still struggling, but yeah. yeah. So little things like that that you wouldn't even think about matter so much to them yeah. because they consider themselves to be a, rightfully so mm-hmm. a part of America because they are in the Americas, and I, you don't. We think we're so superior without even thinking about it, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, because of the terminology we use and how we're quick to just um, group something in a way that excludes others like the rest of the Americas. And so I, it was just insane 
learning how Amer- how we were perceived because we talked about how Americans Ooh, yeah. are perceived so tell in me. class. Tell me. Oh, so you had this discussion in class. And we did. We actually had to talk about what... Um, how Americans are perceived, and we we read literal literal quotes from people because mm-hmm. there was a study done um, of people from Ethiopia, people from Colombia, people from um, Japan, from Israel. It was like different people from different countries who've interacted with Americans, whether outside of America or in America and in the U.S. and um, what. They perceived of them based on that interaction. Okay, so wait, I have a question. So when you took that class, Mm -hmm. was it in the United States or was this a part of your study abroad? My study abroad. Okay, I took this class in Costa Rica. So in comparison, when you first, when did you first move to the United States? Um, twelve years ago, in two thousand six. Okay, so how old were you? I was like nine. Nine. So did any of your family members? you know, prepare you for your move? Did they tell you anything about American culture? Like, were you warned? You're gonna laugh. The only thing I knew about America is that they didn't hit you at school. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> because I came from a country where teachers can discipline you yeah, physically. right. And so all I, like, that's all people told me and that's all I was looking forward to. Wow, so you were just excited. <laughs> I was just excited that I'm not gonna get hit at school. Right, okay, well that's... <laughs> That's kind of concerning, but you know, it's so <laughs> bad. It's so bad, but yeah, that's all. That's all I knew, and, okay. and and I knew how great America was supposed to be. Okay. I thought money grew like in trees, literally. Right. Like I was just like, America is rich. Right. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So um, after you did the study abroad and you learned in the class the relations and uh, people's perceptions mm-hmm. of people from the United States. How did you have any conversations with locals on their perception personally? I, mm, I with our prof- our professors, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and um, we learned as we interacted with people. So it wasn't said; it was said also in training. But mm-hmm. we learned from how we interacted with um, Latin American and Caribbean men mm-hmm. um, that they thought girls from the U.S. were easy. Mm. And it was something that was like known across. We didn't know that. Even though, in. so this was in Costa Rica or Cuba, and both. Okay, so mm-hmm. even though, as you said earlier, they or have... or not as much, not not so. Okay, I'm gonna say Costa Rica on this one. Okay, mm-hmm. and earlier Costa Rica was the country that was also very, you know, you have boyfriends, girlfriends. No, that's one, Cuba. That's Cuba. Okay, mm-hmm. to not confuse. Okay, yeah. Because I was gonna say that's kind of interesting though, like how they have what we would look at as a more, you know, sexually Hook-up, liberated. Yeah. 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 Sexually liberated culture, mm-hmm. where in America right now, our United States now you have me like right, right? I keep working myself, <laughs> but now I feel like we're transitioning to that. It wasn't mm-hmm. always that traditionally. Like exactly. we grew up, well, I grew up in a time where marriage is, you know, and that has to do with religion as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. But grew up in that in, in that consecutive, like an order to things yeah. and how it should be done. But that's also, I feel like that perception could be re- perceived from um, our social media, pop culture, everything mm-hmm. like that. What we what we push out in masses, mm-hmm. which is the, you know, party life or music that's very sexual mm-hmm. or raunchy, mm-hmm. they see that Exactly, of, from the movies and the music videos. Yeah. And they, they, they think that represents all of them, of Um, yeah North American women yeah (laughs) that's what they think and um and because when you 
when you go to clubs or bars um, in the U.S. and the, you know they're playing like twerk music, mm-hmm. you know, and girls are like either dancing on each other or dancing on guys. Over here in, in in the U.S., like that's normal for a song for a twerk song to come on and you dance on someone like to a guy and a girl just dance with each other Mm -hmm. to that song and the next thing you know you're moving on like you're you're having fun you're dancing to another song and you're you know just dancing with your girls like that's considered normal like not everyone does that yeah but it's not a big that guy does not now think that you love him and or or that you're you're um you're coming on to him and you're attracted Mm -hmm. to him like it half the times when girls dance on guys like they don't even know what he looks like because it just kind of happened and you're just like in the moment but um in the in latin america if you do that they automatically think that you're staying with them the entire night throughout the the club or whatever Mm -hmm. it is and not potentially going home with them so there's been incidents where a girl um will dance with a guy like that and try to leave because she's like okay song's over i'm over it and they're like where are you going what do you what do you think you're doing and mm-hmm. they're just like what what is going on right now and mm-hmm. they're expecting you to stay with them they're like no you're not leaving yeah you know and then they keep trying to dance with you and you're like i'm i'm really trying to get away from you right and to them in their mind it's in their mind you just came on to them yeah and so they they're confused when you're trying to leave but in your mind you're you just had a dance and you're leaving you right. know what I mean and so I didn't really grasp that and so we were you know um in orientation and things like that and they were talking to us and we're just like oh that's wild just from them saying it we're just like whatever and then like you go and you see that happening and you're like that's crazy yeah. um and so yeah so they think that American women are easy and when you do that, they're thinking really that you're probably going to go home with them that night. Mm-hmm. And that kind of puts you, if you don't know this and you go, excuse me, and you dance with someone um, or, or you interact with someone in such a, in, in, in a certain way, you can potentially be putting yourself in danger without you even knowing it. You right. know what I mean? And it's so crazy. So it's really important to do your research, research and understand, your yeah, yes. understand the country or the city that you will be in, you're staying. 100%. Hopefully have someone that can at least give you a guided tour that's trustworthy and then mm-hmm. receive information from them if you're going like on a solo trip because I know a lot of people do travel now so like on their own. Mm-hmm. So wh- what other advice would you offer to anyone who's traveling alone like what to be cautious of and you know some to do's and some things to avoid mm, well, that's a good question I so I didn't really travel on my own mm-hmm. I was always with someone if mm-hmm. not I, at least like one other person right but um, I I still did my research and I think blogs or vlogs are very very important because um, people will tell you where to go or not to go what to look out for um um also like just to 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 know where where are the great spots to to go to but they will also tell you what to look out for Mm -hmm. um i knew before going that costa rica um a lot of theft happens in costa rican beaches so never to bring anything valuable there with you but once you go there um people will like tell you about that if you are with locals Mm -hmm. um uh i think there's a lot of people who travel on their own. I met a girl, the girl I met from Spain, she was traveling on her own. Um, and the most important thing is, if you're going to do that, you need to make friends with with locals that are kind of trustworthy. Um, 
which I mean you won't find out until you interact with them and you and you start to get to know them but also read blogs that um, people who traveled on their own to that country posted mm-hmm. you know um, and I remember my friend Liana told me that there's a Facebook page for girls um, who travel um, who want who like traveling and who want to travel and all you have to do is post and say um, I want to go to uh, San Jose, Costa Rica, and like you'll get like 200, 500 messages saying that someone lives there and if you need a place to stay, or um, that they're looking to travel to San Jose, Costa Rica too, so if you want a companion, so that way, or, or what to bring and what not to bring, they'll, mm-hmm. you know, they'll give you all this information, it's kind of like a network of girls who want to travel, so look out for things like that, and so research is... I think very very important before you go anywhere because um, no one place is the same as the other even right. within a country you know let alone internationally so mm-hmm. that's the same here though that's yeah. like you know traveling from a city not even like statewide if you exactly. travel from city to city mm-hmm. different cities have different um, cultures different experiences exactly. different um, places of attraction you know everything is different so it's always important to do your research and 100%. connect with people. And don't be hesitant to connect with people and say, hey, I'm curious about traveling here. What can you tell me? Or mm-hmm. watching vlogs or reading about it. Mm-hmm. Just absorbing as much information as you can and then going there and enjoying your own personal experience. And then being able to share with other people what you've learned. Because there are going to be things that you learn that people weren't able to communicate with you that maybe could help the next person interested in going. Right, yeah. And in uh, Cuba, I was actually told that American girls are always so uptight in the beginning, Mm -hmm. and then they learn to loosen up, you know, the longer that they stay there. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas in Costa Rica, it's very different, and they're they're already expecting you to be easy when you're like, (laughs) I don't know where you got this from, you know? And, uh, but I think it's important to go to these kind of countries. Like I said, you know how I am. Um, I wouldn't... I'm just very, I'm, I'm a very serious person, so going to Cuba and meeting people, um, I met this girl who is, uh, she's Asian, she's from New York, um, but she, she's been, to, she had been to Cuba f- like four times already, mm-hmm. and so she, she was like with two locals that were her friends, and, um, we were just by each other, and my cousin goes to the restroom, and so while she's gone I'm alone, they just start talking to me, and they're just like, girl, like why aren't you dancing? Like, why aren't you moving around? And I'm just like, I'm just waiting and I'm watching the drink for my cousin, you right. know? I'm just like, I'm You're watching. Focused. By the way, I almost got drugged. Oh my gosh. At a club. Oh my God. That's a whole nother story. Wait, we're okay. going to have to talk about this all oh, my <laughs> Are you okay? No, 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 no. I'm totally fine. Okay. But that's important to look out for. Yeah. Um, so Cuba didn't have that problem. Um, like, getting drugged at clubs and stuff that's not really a problem in cuba from what i heard mm-hmm. and from what i learned and I, you you honestly could trust it because mm-hmm. um, the locals were like you don't have to stare at the drink. stare at the drink yeah. like you're was this, good here this was after you almost got drugged right yes so, so you, you know just, so exactly yeah, so, yeah. you know i'm on the lookout and i'm paranoid right. like i'm literally like <laughs> wait I kinda y'all can't see me but now. i'm like <laughs> Y'all can't see me, but I'm staring at this table like my drink is there. Honestly, I was just kind of, I, it was just such a bad experience. So I was just like, no, like I can't let this, her drink out of my sight and I got to hold my drink. Right. And so I'm looking at like, and they have like TVs and like music videos playing. So I'm like, (laughs) 
looking at the music video, looking back at my drink, and they're just looking at me like, girl, like, loosen up, like, relax, like, have a good time, you just paid to get, you just paid to get into this bar, or this club, by the way, like, I pay $10 entry fee, and I get four drinks with it, oh, who does that in America here, exactly, everything is so different so you know i'm trying to like they're like you use them like you have like four tickets like use them and get drinks and like loosen up and i'm just like oh i think i'm just gonna wait for my cousin and they're just and as we're talking and then one of the guys did you share that your story with them like how you almost yeah yeah i was like i was like almost got drugs so i'm not even trying they're like no you don't have to worry about that here which was kind of true like i didn't have to worry about like theft and um and drugging right. in, in Cuba as much as I did in Costa Rica. Right. Um, and of and course, you're still worrying about these things, but you don't have to be as paranoid that it's mm-hmm. going to happen to you. Yeah. So you're still yeah. observant because you're not in a you're in an unfamiliar exactly. space. Exactly. That was our first night actually going out in, right. in Cuba. So yeah, I'm definitely looking out. Right. They also took my purse. Like every girl had to like put her purse in this closet with the security guard because mm-hmm. they're like. They want first of all they want you to relax in there. They don't want you to have to constantly worry about your phone or your purse and things like that, but they also don't want to be responsible if it gets stolen. Mm-hmm. And so I'm over here like, "Oh, so you're telling me y'all have a stealing problem or something if y'all are taking my purse." Right. So that's the mentality I'm in. Right. Um, but it's actually good because you're just relaxing and you don't have to worry about it. And if any time you want to go get something, they will happily take it out for you to get it and then they will put it back. Right. So, um, but to me, in my mind, I thought they must have some kind of theft problem here and so I'm like, <laughs> for some reason, connecting that to there might also be drug problems. I don't know. Prostitution. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> you just don't I'm know. telling you that that one time in, that I almost got dragged had me like freaking out. So, yeah. Uh, whatever. But one of the, one of the, um, the friends of that uh, Asian girl ended up being from New York, ended up being, um, like, half, uh, Cuban, half American, so he spoke English well, and then he was also, he'd been teaching salsa in, in, uh, Costa Rica, I mean, in Cuba, for seven years, and so he was just like, here, like, why don't you start dancing here, I'll, I'll teach you, like, some moves, mm-hmm. we, we were, like, in the middle of club, like, me learning how to salsa and stuff, things like that, and I just ended up, like, loosening up, and it was such a great time, that was by far one of the great, Greatest nights going out that I've had. Oh, wow. Period. That's amazing. Yeah. And that so, was the first night. That Your was first the first night, night that you went out. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, you just... I, I learned sometimes that, yeah, you should listen up. But, um, see, they didn't have that... They didn't have that mentality as much as Costa Ricans. Because, like he said, like... He said he's experienced that a lot of girls will be, like, uptight and kind of just, like, distrusting and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so... They, you know, they had a different mindset, but I don't know. I have a lot of funny stories we can go about or crazy stories we can talk about. Um, But yeah, that Asian girl, the first thing she asked me when she was like, oh, where are you from? She's like, I'm from New York. I was like, no, she said, I'm from New York. And I was like, oh, that's cool. She's like, where are you from? I was like, Texas. She said, oh, y'all like guns. I don't like that. Yeah. She was like, she was like, y'all kill people. I said, excuse me? Oh my gosh. She was like, y'all kill people. I was like, I have never killed a person. I was like, I don't even own a gun. She was just like, oh, you don't own a gun? Okay, great. And then she just starts talking to me like normally. And she was just like, in in New York, we don't have guns. I was just like, well, yeah, they're super strict. Yeah. And she was just like, yeah, like it's very, yeah, 
that I didn't even know yeah. that until then. Yeah. So I learned something new yeah. about the U.S. while I was there. But she was just like, she was just like, after I told her like I don't even own a gun, I, yeah. I was just like weirded out. She was just like super chill after that, to and me, I was just like, oh my god, how are you gonna tell me that? That's amazing though that you're in a different country mm-hmm. and you meet another. Of United North States America. of yeah, yeah. <laughs> United States of American citizen, <laughs> and there are still even stereotypes within bringing, states. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like bringing that with you to, and to that Cuba. shows that shows the seclusion. Like you were saying, I think one thing that um, North America struggles with is, of course, we all have a sense of nationalism and mm-hmm. state pride, mm-hmm. but we're not community based. As much as we want to be, and as much as we um, kind of. Are with when when we're younger, when we're we're students in middle schools and elementary schools, we feel like we're in a community and it's safe. Right. But after once you hit high school, that mm-hmm. that breaks. To me, yeah. there's first. no there's no greater um, greater like North American community or things like that. Like yeah, we have American pride or like you know U.S. pride or whatever. Right. But yeah, it's very divisive within yeah. each other. We're already like yeah, you know, very judgmental. Mm-hmm. Very um, yeah, that's just not what you tell the person that you meet for the first time. Yeah, like you y'all kill people. Right. I was like, excuse me, I'm just right. that wasn't the first time that happened, and I know a lot of other people, even in Europe, that have experienced. This girl got checked and um, her bag got checked before she went into um, a club, which is like normal. Mm-hmm. But he was just like he was like you might have a gun. She was just like whatever he was like no seriously i need to see your purse you might have a gun right when she told him she was from texas while she was waiting in line yeah. and it was just very like i can't believe that texas has such a big a rep negative. about guns yeah. that it's literally an international concern yeah that's crazy but yeah it was wild all right, well, even though you have so many other stories to tell me, which I can't wait to hear, mm-hmm. we're going to wrap it up because we're at an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Arsim, is there anything else you would like to say? Any any advice or any um, takeaways that you feel are important for anybody listening? For sure. Um, just be humble and, and be grateful in knowing that you live... Um, if you're listening and you're from the U.S., that you live because in because we do have international listeners. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, just be humble and be grateful in knowing that you live in a country with so much privilege and so much just luxury. Because, um, like I said, little things that we take for granted are a luxury in another country. Um, also, don't uh, don't be dismissive of other countries and other cultures. There's always something you can learn from another part of the world. Um, you know, like being respectful and being kind, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which sounds, which sounds um, like common sense, but you know, common sense isn't all that common. Mm-hmm, right. Um, and travel. Honestly, if you travel, you will become a better you. I a hundred percent stand by that. Um, and do your research before you travel, so that you are aware and that you can be better prepared and more safe. And talk to someone who has traveled. They will have so many stories to tell you, and they can be a great source um, for you before you go somewhere on your own. All right. Well, thank you so much, Arsima, for joining thank me you today. For me. I loved everything, and I learned so much. And I'm about to start looking up trips because <laughs> I'm ready to travel. Let's do it. No, seriously. <laughs> I'm serious. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>